Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. We have a very, very nice story today. It's about slichos. Now, there are different customs about when to begin slichos. Um, among Ashkenazim, we, we usually begin the last Shabbos uh, at night, Moshe Shabbos, before Rosh Hashanah. Unless it's a very short amount of days, then we start the Shabbos before, the Moti Shabbos before. Among Sephardim, the entire month of Elul, uh, many of them, if not all of them, uh, say Slichos. Therefore, I'd like to share with you a story tonight, today, about Slichos. There were two boys. One was named Yosef, and one was named Binyamin. And Yosef was old enough to say slichas. Benjamin was not old enough to say slichas, but he was very excited to go to shul for slichas. And he had to stay up, of course, very late. Slichas start well after midnight. Um, but Benjamin had a nice long nap on Shabbos, and perhaps Yosef did as well. Therefore, they were very excited to stay up for Slichos. It was the first time that Benjamin was in Shul at such an unusual late time. It was very, very different than any other time that he was in Shul. But he was very excited. He didn't really know exactly what the Slichos said, but he knew it had something to do with forgiveness, Hashem forgiving us. So he stood and watched. He was near his father. He watched him the whole time. He had never seen his father looking so serious before. As a matter of fact, when he was saying certain prayers that he was hitting on the uh, area over his heart, he even seemed to have some tears in his eyes, bending his head down, saying these words, very, very serious. After the davening was finished, Yaman asked his older brother Yosef, what is this? What are these prayers? This is vidui, his brother said. It's confessing our sins. What does that mean to confess sins? Asked Ben Yaman. Well, said Yosef, it means that when a person does something wrong, they have to say to Hashem, I'm sorry that I did this. I admit that I did this thing. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I will try to be better from now on. Binyama said, well, what kind of things does it say in there? So Yosef said, well, the tefillah starts according to the Aleph base. Ashamnu, Bagadnu, etc., what do these words mean? asked Binyamin. Well, Ashanu means we have sinned. Bagadnu means we have been false. And so on and so forth. We have robbed. Wait, what's going on? Yosef said to Binyamin, you, you look like you're, why are you crying? What's going on? Why are you crying, Binyamin? 
I thought our father was a very special man, said Binyamin. How could our father have done all those sins? Robbing and being false and all sorts of other terrible things. How could that be? Oh, wait a minute, Binyamin, said Yosef. It doesn't mean that he actually did these sins. But of course, Binyamin said, I saw he was saying the words, and our father really means it when he says something. No, said Yosef. Here's what it means. You see, Ashamnu means we have sinned. It doesn't say I have sinned, we have sinned. Because our Chachamim wrote these tefillos as something which we are saying for all Jewish people. Of course, our father did not do the sins that he's saying there, but all Jewish people are like one family and really even like one body. And therefore, when one person sins, we are all responsible. And therefore, we all ask Hashem to forgive us as if we also did the sin because Jewish people are responsible for each other. And therefore, we go through all of this entire list, every single person. Just like if a person stubs their toe, the whole body feels hurt. It's true that the the, the toe is what got stubbed, but the person feels pain. The whole person feels pain. And therefore, if a Jewish person does a sin, we all feel bad about it. And that's why we say all these sins. It shows how much we are responsible for each other and how much we love each other and how much we want to help one another to be forgiven from Hashem and to continue on to do all of the mitzvahs and to bring Mashiach quicker. The Yaman felt much better because he knew that his father was still the most wonderful man in the world and he wasn't only dubbing for himself, but he was dubbing for all others. And this is also the idea of Jewish people standing together. That when we stand together, then certainly we will have a good judgment and certainly we will bring Geula much quicker. One small idea about Mashiach, because it's late, it's Arab Shabbos, but one of the sayings of our sages about Mashiach is that he will be a Navi, close to Moshe Rabbeinu. Some say not quite as much of a Navi as Moshe Rabbeinu, some say actually as much or even more. What is a Navi? A Navi is a person who is, first of all, a tzaddik. A Navi has to be a tzaddik. And among tzaddikim, Hashem picks out certain ones that he communicates with directly. And some of these Naviim, Hashem wants them to give over to the Jewish people or to some Jewish people or to some people what he's told them. In some cases, it's just a message for the Navi. But believing that Hashem gives Navua, gives prophecy, communicates with certain individual people is one of the 13 principles of belief 
of Torah. That the Rambam lists the 13 principles of belief, and one of them is that Hashem gives nevuah to certain people. And the Rambam actually explains exactly how this works. But first of all, although, of course, Hashem, in a general way, communicates with all of us in certain ways, not specific words, perhaps, but in certain ways, of course, Hashem communicates with us. But a specific message is something which only a Navi has, a prophet. And that prophet has to first become known and recognized as a tzaddik, as a holy person. Could be a man, could be a woman. But if Hashem wants that Navi to give over his or her nevuah to the Jewish people, then we have a mitzvah to listen to that Navi. And each Navi is really an extension of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the actual reason why the Navi has to be listened to is because he's giving a message from Hashem. Of course, the Navi has to prove himself a Navi by predicting the future. But once he is a tzaddik, or she, and predicts the future accurately, then we are not supposed to test the Navi. We're supposed to listen to what that Navi says. And this is how we have the Torah. The entire five books of Moses, with the exception of the two mitzvahs of Anochi Hashem Lokecha, I am Hashem your God, and Lo Yelacha Elokim Machedim, do not have other gods besides me, were heard through Moshe. Those two mitzvahs we heard directly at Har Sinai, but all of the other 611 mitzvahs we have because Hashem spoke to Moshe. And so too all the books of the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim, they're all prophecies which we have from Hashem. So clearly, that is one of the basic foundations of Judaism. And through listening to the Navi, that is, following the words of the Torah, and if there's a Navi who gives us a specific instruction, listen to the Navi, that is how we will bring Mashiach so much quicker. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more. And please continue to increase, especially during the month of El, in learning Torah, in giving staka, in doing mitzvahs in general, in tefillah, in teshuva, and in gula. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more.